Hey everybody. Never mind. No. No. Now we're gonna call start. Yeah. False Fall start. start on Michael Rock. Five second penalty. Replay the first take. Hey everybody, how you doing tonight? Welcome to the Balls of the Top podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Michael Rock. I'm Brendan Collins, and let's just get right into it. We have a crazy busy week for us. Yeah, we got a lot week. to talk about tonight. Uh, we're going to start off, as always, with some world soccer, mm-hmm. both uh, soccer abroad and on the home front. And then we're going to get into the domestic leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, NHL playoffs in full swing, NBA playoffs in full swing. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball two-thirds of the way done already, which Big is insane. through. And it's finally here. It's finally going to start. Finally football season. It's finally football season. But we've got some big news coming out of the world soccer. We've got the Kai Havertz deal is done. I know. I am a happy camper over here. Biggest signing in Chelsea history. Mm-hmm. 21-year-old. Incredible talent over in Germany. Really mm-hmm. dominated over there. Let's hope it translates. But I am very excited. Mm-hmm. Um the deal, I mean, that was honestly the first signing that we heard was going to happen coming into the off season, and yet... Yeah, it was it was all over the waiver wire. Everybody was reporting Kai Havertz to Chelsea. It's only a matter of time. It's almost an inevitability at a, at several points, but then it finally it finally comes to best. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm pretty thrilled about it. Um, I mean. I just kind of always, until, you know, especially in world soccer, Mm -hmm. until the ink is dry, Mm -hmm. there's always that ounce of doubt. Mm -hmm. Things can change in an instant. Players can backtrack, decide they want to stay home, decide they want to go somewhere else. And so it feels good to have this put to bed. Kai Havertz coming to Chelsea. Super excited to see them play. Now, you, it's funny you talk about backtracking because we had a, a big backtracking this week. Messi throws a hissy fit, wants to leave the club. All of a sudden, I'm staying. I'm going nowhere. It's how Messi, it's how Messi goes about his business. Messi's staying at Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm Not that I'm shocked. Uh, no, because it'd be, it'd be so weird to see him play somewhere It'd be else. so weird to see him play somewhere else. I was kind of excited by it. I it was, was intrigued. It was I gonna was. Be fun. It, it was, was going to be exciting. I was really excited to see him possibly uh, putting on another uniform. Like I said, I've always wanted to see what he could do in the prem. Mm-hmm. God knows how many years of productivity he has left. Mm-hmm. I, it would be fun to see him there, but good to see him stay with with Barcelona. Good to see him stay with his club. Uh, you know. I think part of him just likes the attention. So, you know, got made headlines, mm-hmm. was the biggest story of the transfer window. Absolutely. And then he just gets to stay in Barcelona. Exactly. It kind of works out well for everybody. Speaking of transfers that may or may not happen, you know, I know it, but not necessarily all of our listeners would know. You are a diehard Borussia Dortmund fan. That's my club. My favorite team in all of uh, world soccer is Chelsea. His is Dortmund in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. And they have a young talent who's been heavily linked with some transfer rumors. I think I know which one you mean. Uh, Jaden Sancho. That the, one, yes. The young English talent uh, 
valued by Dortmund at, I believe, $109 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been the biggest headline of the Premier League transfer window, at least, of is United going to bring him in? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of hype in England about him. He is an English international, and so he has that kind of domestic hype that'll come with being maybe at some point the biggest talent in the league. Mm-hmm. But United have yet to pull the trigger. What are your thoughts? Um, and they might, and they might have to wait. Uh, first of all, Man U's got a lot of a lot of dead money kind of sitting on the roster right now. So if they would even have the finances to pull that transfer off, is kind of a big question. And uh, I got to say, Dortmund's definitely in no hurry to sell Sancho. He is a uh, he's a favorite at the club. He's a I mean he's a brilliant talent. You watch him play. Every time he runs forward, you're creating a uh, a pretty solid attacking threat. Um, I don't I don't think he leaves this summer. I just don't see a team coming to the table with enough money to be able to not only buy him off at of Dortmund, but then hand him a fat fat contract where he's going to be able to stay at that uh, at that new club for a while. I just don't see it happening this summer. Now, obviously. A winter transfer could come through, and uh, in, you know, in, in only a, a short couple months, I could be eating a whole bunch of my words. But I don't think I don't think Jan Sancho is ready to move just yet. Uh, maybe maybe in the winter, probably next summer, we might see the talks heat up a bit more. Uh, but when you have a, a talent like you have at such a young age. Uh, moving on from him so quickly just doesn't seem like the club's prerogative, and I don't blame them. He's he's kind of he's kind of too valuable to them right now. I mean, he's even on a team with Marco Royce, he's still their most uh, most dangerous attacking threat. So I don't I don't see where he's going just yet. Well, and and he's at the type of age right now at nineteen where. If you sit on him, his value is only going to go up. Yeah, I mean, what's what's the problem with waiting? And so, yeah, I mean, I understand just you know them holding tight at that price point, and uh, but I, I differ from you. I think United might match it. I think United might find that money somewhere. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to dig. Yeah, but I mean, they have they have a laundry list of players that they could sell, and you know, there may be the most reputable brand of soccer in the world uh especially in england yeah so. i mean if he goes back to england it's probably it's the most likely destination uh i just don't see it happening this summer i just think uh, i think the window's closing they don't have everything in order to do it uh quickly and i just don't see the this deal is going to be drawn out Dortmund are not 100 percent ready to sell them you know unless all the money comes through, and I just don't see a club in the position right now to get that money to make that purchase. I just don't. I just don't think it's going to yeah, happen. Especially after COVID, uh, you know, yeah, a lot of tight a lot pockets. Of, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, a very tightly clenched coin purses right now. Uh, team that doesn't really have the the coin purse clenched too much. We saw a big name. We saw Luis Suarez moving on to Juve. Yeah, moving on to Juventus, uh, major deal. I'm curious how much he has left in the tank. Mm-hmm. Obviously, on the ugly side of thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, it's exciting. I mean, he's a dynamic, dominant scoring threat on Barcelona, but a team that has little to no major top-tier competition going against them in La Liga, and they're going to move over to the Serie A, which I do think is a more dynamic, slightly more even-balanced league. I'll, I'll say the top three year-to-year has one club that's always very consistent, but I feel like the next two can always can always rotate, and they could even, you know, from from the 10th level up in that Yeah, league. but, I mean, the still, I will reiterate, though, he's going to the one team that's always in the top three. Of course. He's going to the reigning champions. Yes. He's reinforcing that attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine just directly upgrading Gonzalo Higuain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be... I, I mean, I think it'll be a good match, but, I mean, he's not a long-term answer no, he's a very... To the attacking there, but it doesn't seem like they're a team interested in a long-term answer. They have nope. Cristiano Ronaldo, who's not going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. They have an aging back line. Exactly, but, I mean, they always will have the ability to just keep on replenishing the talent. So. Yes. Uh, that's an exciting move. It'll be interesting to see what he does there. Another interesting move, Memphis Depay, who was one of the more dominant players in the French League this past year. Mm-hmm. Dutch forward, winger... Midfielder, he's kind Attacking of played. Threat, yeah, basically. he's played pretty much all over the pitch, but really talented player. Mm-hmm. We saw him do a lot this year in the in the Champions League with Lyon, yeah, getting them all the way to four. the finals. Uh, well, well, you're right; it wasn't uh, the finals. To the it was, semis, the, it was the semifinals, though. I misspoke there, but uh, but still, no. I mean, that's a that's a monumental achievement for for a Lyon side, and and. I mean, Memphis has been Memphis has been kind of one of those second-tier stars for a while right now, where he's been an incredibly good, like a world-class player, but doesn't get the love and recognition that the, well, the absolute top flight gets. Well, that's because his time at Manchester United was really unsuccessful. It was, and so it was when bad. he finally went to the big boys, when he finally was brought up on a big money transfer, mm-hmm. he didn't perform. Yeah. And so I understand the skepticism there, but it seems like he kind of had a little bit of a rebirth this year. Really, again, pulled that team, Lyon, well above expectations. Absolutely. And was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And so on Barcelona, with Messi staying, with attacking threats there like Griezmann and Dembélé, he he should be able to thrive. Yeah, uh, lots of players to link up with. But he does have the problem where if he does go into a gold route, which he has been known to do, they can last a while. They, they but they might throw him. They he might get buried in the bench. That's true. So you know, pressure is going to be on him to live up to this. But Definitely. he's going to have all the tools around him to possibly succeed. So very much so. Um, a surprising move. Yeah. Uh, Allen. The Brazilian midfielder who had a really successful season with Napoli and has been kind of a staple of that lineup is on the move to the Premier League to Everton. Yes. Which, you know, as we reported last week, added James Rodriguez as well. Mm-hmm. Building off of a pretty successful campaign last year, really after Ancelotti took over. Not really a campaign, but second half of the season mm-hmm. after a managerial change. They could be a lot of fun to watch this year. Uh, you know, they have uh, they have the Brazilian connection with Richarlison as a uh, as a forward on the team. Yeah, Bernard out wide. Exactly. I mean, they have they have they have some talent on that team, and they're going to be interesting to watch. Pickford and Net solid. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a solid back line. Yeah, Holgate's fine. Yeah, yeah, no, they've got they've got quite a team coming into this into the season. It'll be interesting to see where it starts. And it starts 
this weekend. We have the Premier League I kickoff this so weekend. I am so excited. We have a full weekend full of games, Saturday, Sunday, and then Chelsea rounds things out on Monday afternoon against Brighton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just am so stoked for it to be back. I yeah. think there's going to be a couple of good games to watch. Uh, I'm really excited for a lot of the teams to see how some of the relegated, well, not relegated, freshly promoted sides fare. I know Fulham has a game against Arsenal first thing on Saturday morning. Yeah. I'm really excited for that one. But overall, I know it was just a few weeks ago, but with this whole COVID thing, the amount of times we didn't have any sports, I'm so stoked for more sports to be back. Yeah, already hungry for it. Yeah, and really, I mean, the Premier League and the NFL are my two favorite leagues in the world, so makes this week a pretty exciting week. Pretty good week for Michael. Um, moving more over domestically, well, yeah, we'll move domestically yeah, right now got, to soccer. Yeah. Uh, we have a pretty, you know, the MLS is back. We don't have a ton to get on here. No, it's been uh, pretty, pretty much business as the usual. The first re, uh, restart phase after the tournament's been going pretty well. Um, Columbus Crew. Yeah. They they seem to be really showing up. They, yeah. they put up a big win uh, last night mm-hmm. against... SC Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting, again, with the way this season was chopped up and shortened. Some teams are going to have the chance to ride these hot starts and these hot runs of form. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the season's going to be over. Yeah. And so, you know, we're going to get to it later. But, you know, we, we've talked about it a lot in baseball with teams that, because of a shortened season, are going to be able to probably overachieve I think we're going to see a lot of that in the MLS here too, and I think we Columbus has been has been really uh, uh, an example of that. Uh, I, you know, there's definitely a, a point to be made there with this shortened season benefiting uh, benefiting certain clubs, but you know, Columbus having eight of their last ten be shutouts, you almost think that their defensive side is really for real, and that might be enough. Well, that's it. Season. I mean, in the MLS, if you're able to come up with a sound defensive strategy, you can win a lot of games by just shutting out your opponent or at least accumulate a lot of points. Because mm-hmm. most MLS clubs, while the, the, the overall level of play has increased over the last decade mm-hmm. uh, since I really started watching the MLS, they can give up a goal. They're yeah. going to give up an opportunity a couple times during There's the game. There's leaks in their and, defense. And yeah. so... Exactly. If you just lock yourself down, maybe capitalize on one or two of those opportunities, and you're going to win yourself a lot of games. And I think Columbus is playing that way. I mean, without any really substantial stars on the team. No, it's, it's a pretty good Putting together team. solid performances. Yeah. Speaking of a team that puts together solid performances uh, without any major stars. Yeah. The it, Philadelphia Union have continued to score pretty prolifically. Yeah. Uh, they did have one kind of uh, hiccup. Yeah. Uh, this past week. Uh, Came against the crew, right? Yeah. So, I mean, But, yeah, I mean, we did lose against the crew. But uh, big win. Big win yesterday against the New York Red Bulls. Three yeah. to nil. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Aronson, Aronson with an absolute beauty of yeah. a goal. It, it's nice to have Brandon Aronson here now because he's not going to be here long. It's 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 There will be a time where he's coming due. To uh, to see his career continue over in Europe, 
and uh, we're probably going to wind up losing him. But hopefully we get paid, and hopefully we get to buy another player. And exactly, good and, here. and we get to watch. Uh, we get to watch him in Europe. So, yeah, exactly, um, an academy product. Exactly, succeeding. exactly. That'll be fun to watch. Yes. Um, lastly, another speaking of stars in the MLS, mm-hmm. Gonzalo Higuain, mm-hmm. highly decorated Argentine striker. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, most recently of of Juventus, yeah. but. He's not in Pirlo's plans. Yeah, I mean, he's played everywhere. He's played, uh, had a prolific career in Spain with mm-hmm. Real Madrid. Uh, just an incredible talent, incredible scorer. Looks like he's coming to the MLS. Looks like he's going to Inter-Miami to join David Beckham, to join Blaise Matuidi, yeah. his previous Juventus teammate. Mm-hmm. Uh, joins that, his joins his brother, who plays in the MLS already. Yep, yeah, I mean, that team's very quickly going to become... Uh, Pretty, huge threat. Yeah, I mean, one of the yeah. best in the league. But you knew that. Miami's such a party town. It's such a destination for professional athletes already. Mm-hmm. Not to mention David Beckham's involved with it. One of the most, uh, you know, successful names in the sport. Yeah, one of the most famous faces of soccer. It's a, yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely a destination. Um, it's going to continue to be a destination for uh, for players who are in Europe. And looking to uh, to make a change, make come stateside, get some of that uh, U.S. dollar. Yeah, we got some. We also have some just random oddball sports stories we got. So why not jump into it? Yeah, before we get over to the you know domestic leagues, jump into some playoff action. We have some uh, some individual stories that uh, we thought made our radar figured yeah. deserve some talking some, about some oddball stories yeah yeah you you could say for starters heavy favorite i'm sure a lot of people lost a lot of money on this oh yeah novak djokovic mm-hmm. was forced to retire or was really disqualified yeah from the u.s open for beaming just i mean it wasn't it wasn't violent he wasn't doing it maliciously no but just totally beaming the lines judge, who was a woman, in the throat with a ball yeah. uh, after losing a set. Uh, I mean, I believe it was after he lost the set, the tiebreaker. I think so. And it was, uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was shocking. Uh, I, I've never seen anything like it, especially no. top player in the world. Uh, going for the Grand Slam. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. No, I mean, like, every once in a while, you'll see, uh, you'll see a ball boy catch it in the nads. But... You, you never see a well-struck ball just nail an official. Right in the throat. Yeah. Uh, that was that was crazy to watch. Uh, obviously, it didn't look like she was too hurt. I mean, she might have she might have dove in a little bit. It looked like she might have spent some time in in, this, in La Liga because she went down pretty dramatically. Oh I mean, yeah. It was a tennis ball. It wasn't a serve or anything. No. Uh, I, I mean. Her reaction definitely sold the disqualification too. Oh, absolutely! But obviously, well wishes to her. Hope she's okay. Yes. Uh, Novak Djokovic doesn't need another trophy. It'll no, be exciting to fine. see somebody else win. Um, and I, I didn't. You know, it was just weird. It was just really weird. We thought it was worth noting. Yeah. Um. Another thing that I thought was pretty neat mm-hmm. was. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is very brief. I don't have much to say about it, but he tweeted out the uh, the pictures of the new XFL helmets. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, they look pretty good. You know, I, it's always a big big thing. 
some teams make a bigger deal about uniforms. Some leagues make a bigger deal about uniforms than others. But really, if you have a good uniform, you can really help sell a league. It's a it's a massive part of the whole branding statement. And never, you know, when you've got cool looking helmets, which every player's got to wear, it does add something. It's gonna help. It can't hurt. It can't hurt. You know what can hurt is the punches that Alistair Overeem was sending out this past. This might Saturday. be on poor taste, but I was gonna say, speaking of people who need to wear helmets, no, um, <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, we watched the ufc fight night this past week uh and it was grisly yeah it was i dare i say hard to watch it it was fun to watch for the first three rounds and then round four round four and five they were just landing some of the most vicious brutal haymakers and connecting it was like neither guy ever learned how to block or what Slipping a punch. Well, they or, forgot or after the first couple punches. Well, yeah, they forgot after they ate a few. But, like, it, it was like that time that Ronda Rousey just ate a million punches, but each guy was just eating haymakers, elbows, vicious elbows, yeah. hammer fists. Up against the cage, yeah, on just, the ground. Just gruesome violence. I, I mean, if you're somebody who's into into gore or yeah. just blood that sport? kind of yeah. blood sport... You can check this fight out, but oh my god! Like we we were, I was in a room with a bunch of dudes, and none of us are, are what I say are the squirmish type, and all of us were were nauseous. Both of them the had new of faces fight. coming yeah, out of this no, fight. They, neither one of them looked. It was so upset. Neither of them could open their iPhones afterwards. Yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal. It um, was gross. And, and so, uh, UFC fans. I'd highly recommend yeah. those who are uh, finding that human life is sacred, <laughs> uh, maybe avoid it. Yeah, maybe that's not for you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't even know what else to say yeah. about it. It was just, I, I, I was at a loss for words then, and I'm at a loss for words now. It was crazy. We have, we have a heartwarming story coming out of a sport that isn't really big nationally here. It's kind of big, I guess, in our area, and, uh, and it's, it's pretty big. Lacrosse has a national tournament every four years. Um, but this year, a little something different happened. The Irish national team has dropped out of the competition to give the Iroquois Nationals a, uh, a spot in the competition Reason being, uh, for some reason, because the Iroquois Nationals aren't recognized by the Olympic Committee, they weren't going to be allowed to compete. And then the Irish were like, that's bullshit. We're dropping out. Take our spot. And everyone seemed to kind of go along with it, which I guess can kind of happen when you're a little bit of a smaller-faced sport. But, it, you know, it's a heartwarming story, and it's kind of nice to see lacrosse, lacrosse's roots kind of coming back into the, the world stage. Yeah, uh, and, you know, that's a, uh, it's a shame on the IOC there, if it was the Olympic Committee that it's you were not, saying. It's, oh. not, it's the whatever lacrosse's committee yeah, just whatever, operates off that yeah, IOC, uh, weird yeah. international sports ILL, competition. International Lacrosse League or whatever, whatever. Yeah, it is, whatever the governing body is for lacrosse, we... Uh, but yeah, I mean that's a shame on them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we think we'd be past that. But um, big oversight. Yeah, that's on a their really part. that's a really heartwarming story there. Good to see. Uh, good to see them kind of stepping up. The athletes stepping up. The team stepping up and doing the right thing. 
making sure that uh, these players and these that team is represented. Absolutely. Well, that kind of brings, brings brings us, us back all. to back to the real. No, I don't want to say real world of sports. That would be really insulting. This to those is other the, ones, the, but, the our more no, standard format. Back to back to your regularly scheduled programming. Um, the NBA yes. NBA playoffs are in full effect here. We are down to the conference semifinals. A mm-hmm. um, couple of really intriguing matchups. Already seen a couple of upsets. Mm-hmm. All of the series are 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 tied or. You know, at least we don't have any sweeps going. Um, nope. And why don't we? Uh, I'm actually going to take it. I'll take it from the one that we just saw play uh, earlier today. The Celtics mm-hmm. took a three to two lead on the Toronto Raptors. Now mm-hmm. they jumped out to a two to nothing lead. Almost took the three to nothing lead, if not for an incredible buzzer beater by the Raptors to make it two to one. Raptors snatched another one up, made it two two, and now Boston pulls up. Three to two. Uh, it's been a heck of a series so far. The stars on both sides have really showed up. Mm-hmm. And the uh, outside shooting for the Celtics has really showed up this series. Yeah, and but I, 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 it feels like when the Celtics have lost, they've blown games, and when the Raptors have won, they've barely squeaked it out. Yeah. And so, I, I gotta say, especially with the three to two lead, I don't know if I see the Raptors taking this in seven, but there's. They're the defending champions. I don't think they're going to go down without a fight. No. It's I wouldn't be shocked to see this go to Game 7. Yeah. And even then, I wouldn't be shocked to see them win. But no. so far, it's been Boston series to lose, I feel yes, like. But I, th- I feel like Boston's been in control in the large part of it. I think the weirder series that we kind of have going on is the Heat versus Bucks, where we did not see uh who's going to be in the driving seat for this one wow the heat have really gotten in control of this one i mean the eastern conference we've had some surprises here but the heat have definitely been one of them bringing in jimmy butler this year it they kind of made it clear they were going to go for it and i am shocked at how well that has gone mm-hmm. a little discouraging as a sixers fan knowing oh, yeah, that we no, can't it get it right uh but wow they've been fun to watch I do think they're going to put Milwaukee away, without, especially with Giannis playing banged up and really not being dominant. He hasn't been himself. Uh, this is the second year in a row that an MVP regular season and a sub-MVP playoffs. Yeah. And so it's been a lot of fun. But I think the Bucks are going to, or sorry, I think the Heat are going to end up finishing them off. Uh, I, I don't even know if I see this going to a game six. No, I, I the Bucks. The Bucks. I mean, the Bucks very clearly are centered around one player, and you would, and you would almost say the same with the Heat. But for some reason, the Heat have just been able to power through it, play around, uh, really, really just grind out this Bucks team. Yeah, and so uh, you know we're gonna see how they wrap up. Uh, out west, we have the two LA teams in two surprising series. Mm-hmm. The West was dragging out. Last time, yeah, uh, with the Rockets Thunder series going to a game seven, as well as the Nuggets Jazz. The Rockets and the Nuggets really, uh, you know, escaped some some really close matchups there. I mean, came down to basically buzzer beaters on both ends, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty excited. Uh, I'm pretty excited by how close these series have been. I think a lot of people thought that the L.A. teams were just going to run away with it. 
And that really hasn't been the case. No. The Rockets really showed up to game one. Yes. Uh, got a surprise win there. Um, the Nuggets, after getting blown out game one, won game two. Mm-hmm. Which So, you know, these series have been closer than we've expected, which yeah. is... It's refreshing. We're, I mean, I'm I'm totally okay with being wrong with the fact that we thought we thought that the NBA's lack of parity was really going to show face in this playoffs, especially with a break and with with some time off. But th- it's been very closely contested. Both teams have uh, have you know put forth uh, pretty impressive efforts and and still not come out, out on top. I'm talking about, of course, uh, the LA teams. Yeah. I mean, and, and so we saw that. I mean, the Lakers evened up the series. But in another close game, uh, you know, last night, that, that game, I mean, it ended up coming down to an eight-point game. But there were times in the fourth quarter that the Rockets had the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, tonight, the Clippers are actually, as we speak, this is your live look-in, even though you're going to be listening to this after the fact. Mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets are up one point on the Clippers in the uh with a minute and 52 seconds left in the third quarter. So, yeah, I mean, been... these series are actually competitive. You know, like you said, we always talk about the lack of parity in the in the NBA. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy. to. It's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, absolutely. Now we got a whole other bubble to talk about, too. Yeah, the, uh, the NHL playoffs, uh, really devastating for us here in Philly. Flyers just lost a brutal Game 7. To the Islanders. But you know what? I will say, last week we talked about there were four series, all at three games to one. And you and I said we expected there to be at least one game seven. Well, boy, were we treated. Oh, yes. Um, You know, that Tampa easily handled Boston. But then uh, the Stars and Avalanche went to a game seven. Uh, The Flyers and Islanders went to a game seven. And the Canucks and Vegas all went to a game seven. They all went long. So... We had a lot of exciting hockey to watch last week. Really sad to see the Flyers lose, but I got to say they were they were the worst team in the series. They were outplayed even in the games that they won. They were outplayed for long stretches. Yep. And uh the Islanders really deserved that series. Yeah, um, I mean the Islanders I mean when you generate more shots on net than the other team, it tends to go well for you. And uh the last two games specifically Flyers were just getting no shots on net. Well, that seemed to be a running theme, and I wonder if that ended up being, uh, you know, a sign of fatigue or something. But, you know, you look at the Vancouver Canucks versus Vegas Golden Knights series, and shout-out to Thatcher Demko, who, standing on his head most of that series, really made some incredible saves, won the Canucks, got them back in the series, Mm -hmm. and... Almost stole the series away from Vegas. I, I mean, he really was close. phenomenal. Uh, but another team, it seemed like just Vancouver forgot how to shoot the puck, just like the Flyers did. And Carter Demko, Hart, Thatcher Demko, two young goaltenders, uh, you know, whom we may end up seeing as the, the starters for Team USA and Team Canada over the next decade. Absolutely. Uh, both were, were phenomenal and then, you know, didn't. Got no, got didn't no get any support. support. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, it leaves us with you know two really exciting series here in the semifinals, uh, the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights 
are starting things off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the Stars won last night uh, to take a one game to lead, uh, one game series. to nothing lead in the series. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, tonight the. Islanders and the Lightning are playing, or played, and last I checked, it was 5-1. to one. Ooh, Lightning won that one 8-2. to two. Ooh, not, so, not a great look for the Islanders. Not a good start for the Islanders. Uh, you know, maybe that says that the Flyers really just weren't up to it, or we might have really worn them down. I mean, yeah. the, uh, the Lightning are coming off of an extended rest here, um, where the other three teams alive in the playoffs all had to really get through some tough series. Yeah, so. I mean, the Islanders went to... Uh, several overtimes with the flyers so yeah they've played they've got a lot of miles on them it's been a it's been a long series of hockey for them yeah so uh last two series bernie uh, i know we've been kind of struggling a lot with our picks oh, but been uh, terrible who do you got stars versus knights uh isles versus lightning um i i know i'm kind of already down one in this series but the las vegas golden knights uh are just a team that I just don't want to pick against. Uh, they uh, they have size, got a lot of heart, they've got a lot of offensive talent, and that's uh, that's proved extremely important in these in these series so far. I'm picking the Golden Knights, and I gotta say I haven't picked them once yet, but I'm gonna pick them now. I'm picking the Tampa Bay Lightning for this series. Uh, Victor Hedman, who looked like real rough in the round robin now looks like he's the the norris trophy winner that he winner. is yeah. they're gonna it looks like they're gonna rename it the headman trophy uh and that's that's imperative in a in a stanley cup playoff he just looks the best player on the ice every time he's out there and he's logging 26 minutes so i'm i'm going with the uh, the lightning well i want to give everybody Super great entertainment, because I'm going to go with the exact two same choices you went with. I agree with you. I like the Golden Knights, even though the Stars have been scoring at will. Oh, like, I think like the, crazy. I think the Golden Knights are the most talented team left in the playoffs. For what it's worth, and I know this is a cop-out, I think that the Stars are good, and I will not be shocked if they do win that series. But I'm going with the Golden Knights as well, despite the one nothing deficit. As far as the Islanders and Lightning go, I already told everybody I'm I'm doubling and I'm agreeing with you. I think the Lightning coming off the rest with a little bit of time to get healthy. Now that we're in the thick of these playoffs and it feels like NHL playoffs, mm-hmm. I think they're just going to dismantle the Islanders. And I think tonight was a, a starting point for that. Eight to two is a crazy scoreline. Obviously, I don't think every game is going to be this much of a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. No. But I think the Lightning end up are are the better team and, and I think they're the fresher team. If you if you have to pick one to go to 7, are you going to pick the Islanders Vegas Lightning? Vegas. Yeah. Vegas goes too. 7. Yeah. And so we can uh, we can zip along cuz we've got some balls and bets to talk about. Major League Baseball is 2 thirds of the way through the season so far and we've got it's We've got a weird season. Not surprising, considering it's only 60 games, which is not as much as we're used to. But really, it's almost weirder because of the ball clubs that we're talking about at this point in the series. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams a lot of teams are playing meaningful baseball with three weeks left in the season, and that's way more than you can say after a full-length season. Mm-hmm. 
it's going to be exciting to watch uh, the team, the, the teams that are the team that I'm most excited about, or maybe not. I mean, they're kind of a rival and, and I don't want to be excited for them, but the Marlins are finally out of the basement. Mm-hmm. They're in third place in our division right now. Uh, they would probably, I don't, I haven't looked exactly, but they're within a game or two from the wild card, either sitting in it and with a game in hand or a game or two out. Who would have thought that they would be in a position to contend as early as this season? Quite literally no one. I don't think anyone really saw this coming. I don't even think they did. No, I don't think, I I genuinely don't. I mean, it, it seems kind of like a serial rebuild that's always going on down for the Marlins. But this year, they've just slapped enough things together and got enough wins that they've become a competitive force in this in this East. It makes, it, it's wild. But as good as the Marlins have been, the Yankees have kind of not been. Yeah, I mean, they've really dropped off the map. They started out as one of the best teams in the league, and I don't really know what happened. No, I mean, uh, it's it's hard to pinpoint what's going on with them. And, and I mean, their, their, their IL is incredibly long. I mean, they've been without Stanton, without Judge, without a lot of their day-to-day starters and a lot of their bullpen and, and, and you know... That includes starting pitching and and their relief guys and mm-hmm. that gets, that catches up especially in a shortened season when you're having to play a lot of games. It's not like the games are spread out and you know yeah you miss a guy in May you still got him in October yeah but in this it's like if a guy's out for ten days he's out for ten games at least yeah uh, with the amount of double headers and the lack of days off and, and that becomes one sixth of the season exactly and so you know it's it's a bummer. Uh, you don't like to see it, but also it's the Yankees. They have enough championships. Yeah. Uh, you don't, you, you never like to see a team failing because of injury. No. Unless they're the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Because, you know, you never wish injury on a, on a professional athlete. It no. makes the games less entertaining. It makes the wins against them feel less valuable. It makes their... Their careers in jeopardy. Yeah, it, it puts a guy's livelihood, good. career, and health in jeopardy. I mean, you never want people to get hurt. No, absolutely not. So... But... Uh, yeah. But it's it's, inter- it's interesting. I mean, there, there haven't been too many times in our lifetime where we've seen the Yankees kind of... Uh, Flander a bit. It's 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 new for us. It's probably new for most people too. Yeah, it's pretty uncommon. It's definitely pretty uncommon. Uh, we can talk about uncommon here in Philadelphia also because the Phillies have been riding a hot streak. Yeah, I mean they uh, they won ten out of eleven. Uh, they they've been really playing well and winning games in pretty much every way. I mean they've been. Winning them with offense, winning them with defense, winning them with pitching. Obviously, they still have a couple of very frustrating things. I mean, their bullpen is still far from perfect. Oh, yes. Uh, they really blew an Aaron Nola game. I mean, there was an Aaron Nola-Jacob deGrom pitching duel, and due to a series of errors, they allowed a bunch of runs. I mean, they ended up losing that game 14-1. to uh, Really brutal. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the game can still do the things that are typical Philadelphia and, mm-hmm. and drive you up a wall. But uh, they've won some games, exciting, you know, really propelled themselves back up into a playoff spot where this team really started out underperforming with uh, with the playoffs coming and, and, you know, being able to shorten your rotation a little bit for the playoffs and 
all that kind of stuff, they might actually be able to to make a little bit of noise in the playoffs with the expanded playoff field. I mean, I never see us beating like the Dodgers or a team like that, but you know, it, yeah. it could be the whole Bryce Harper thing, Bryce Harper project, trading away Sixto Sanchez, who's looking dominant for a guy like JT Real Muto, was to get us in the playoffs for the first time in a decade. Yes. And uh, and it seems like they, that might be coming to fruition. It might finally be time where that where that pays off. Uh, and just, just dumb news coming out of Major League Baseball. But Major League umpire, if you know him, you already know who I'm talking about, so this probably won't surprise you. Joe West announces that he's voting for Trump, surprising no one. It's, yeah. it's weird when officials who are kind of like background figures in the game gain notoriety. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the best day for an ump is a day where nobody knows that you officiated the game. Yeah. Nobody's ever coming out of a game going, wow, what a great job by the officials. Oh, yeah. And that's football, that's baseball. That's any sport. I mean, especially baseball, I think, where the umpire has the most direct outcome on the game. Counting balls and, and strikes, And that's yeah. pretty crazy with, again, you know, the, the amount of game-changing calls we've seen in every sport, soccer, football. But, you know, just inherently based on the job, I think the umpire has the greatest day-to-day variability, human change in the outcome of a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, to have him being very public is one thing that I already just, I don't want to say I take issue with. Obviously, it's weird, it's weird but, uh, you know, I'm not going to have an issue. I also loved, like, you know, who was our boy? Uh, oh, what's his name? The guy who was, like, the lifter in the NFL. Uh, like, I know, they're, they're, once in a while. They're, yeah, every they're, once in a while yeah, you catch like on to a Pete, personality. Pete Morelli. Yes. Yeah, like... Or, you know, you're going to catch on to certain officials, and that's fine. We, we love our boy. Granted, this is a little bit of a different uh, a different field, but, like, UFC, in, in Herb, UFC Dean. Herb Dean. I yeah, love Herb love Dean. Him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so it's not totally out of the ordinary, and especially the the audience that he's preaching to. Yeah, it's probably not going to upset too many folks. It's not going to upset too many folks, but... Uh, yeah, I think it's a little weird. I agree with you, uh, especially for somebody who's supposed to be making their career being impartial. I mean, I, I guess that's totally unrealistic because everybody has their own political leanings. But yeah, who cares and your political leanings have nothing umpire. to do have nothing to do with his ability to do his job yeah. of him being impartial. It's not like he's like a judge. Yeah, you know what I mean, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I almost don't even want to give it any more of our time. Uh, I think that, you know, I'm not going to encourage referees and officials spouting their political views. Nope, just uh, just go vote. That's the only political view we have here on this show. Um, but now it's time for it. Dun-dun-dun-dun. We've got NFL talk. It starts Thursday. It is finally football season. Thank God. So stoked. So excited. I I can barely contain myself. Uh, A lot of news coming this week. Uh, Leonard Fournette was cut. Wild. Yeah, was cut by the Jaguars. Uh, Ends up signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. 
They've kind of got Dream Team written all over them at this point, don't they? Yeah, but I, I don't know. Again, that first game's against the New Orleans Saints, which if there's a litmus test. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I meant Philadelphia 2011 Dream no, Team. No, I, I know what you mean, but I'm just saying if there's a, you know, I, everybody's just wondering how Tom Brady's going to do, and I say if there's a litmus test, it's that NFC South. Yeah. You got the Falcons, who are no... Who are no, you know, no joke. Soft. Yeah, no soft they're days. no joke. Uh, and then you got the the Saints, and even the Panthers. Uh, always a good defense. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be exciting to watch. Christian McCaffrey is a machine. Who's that coach? Matt Rule. Uh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Yeah. Temple. Temple uh, of Temple football lore. Yeah. Matt Rule. Yeah, the great betrayer of Temple football. Yeah, no, I mean it. Uh, he's going into a, a a tough conference. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty brutal. Um, should we should we kind of get into it where we just talk about all yeah. of our uh, division? So I, I think we uh, we're just gonna go with our uh, now. You'd think we would have prepared, but no. no, no, of course not. That's not uh, what we do that's here. That's not what we do here at the Balls Over the Top podcast. So. We're going to jump right into uh, a couple of predictions we have for the season. We thought it would be fun to uh, maybe do some uh, maybe do some division winners, uh, who the playoff teams are going to be there, maybe pick a couple of wild card teams, and uh, maybe give our rundown for a player to watch, and about maybe uh, maybe an MVP, offensive, defensive, and uh, player to watch. Okay, we could do that. So uh, we'll just jump right into things. We'll start with the NFC. We just talked about it. The NFC South. We got the Falcons. We got the Saints. We got the Panthers. And we've got the Buccaneers. Who is your division winner? I gotta say, it's really tough betting against the Saints. I think the Saints win the division again. Uh, You just, I mean, you have the pedigree... You've got a team that all knows each other. It's coming back. They're definitely going into the sunset after this season because there's no way, there's no way you see Drew Brees another two, three years, right? So it wouldn't that, shock me. It wouldn't shock. I, I'd say I'm sixty percent sure this is last season. Okay. I'm not ninety percent sure. I'm sixty percent sure. All right, but you would you say I mean? within the next two seasons he's retiring? I'd say I'm 90% sure that in the next two seasons. Okay, and then with also within those seasons, do you do you think that they're going to be Super Bowl contenders for both of them? Yes. I mean, but do you really you really think for both of them they're Super Bowl contenders? Yeah, probably. Michael eh, Thomas. I think, I think that's a big, Kamara, I think that's a big jump when we see I mean, how much star power is getting infused kind of into the NFL. How many young guns would we have who are really I know, just but not in the NFC right now. And I feel like there's hasn't been a team convincing enough. There's not a team in the NFC convincing enough right now that I would say. Like, the, the New Orleans Saints are like two to three plays away each of the last few seasons from being in the Super Bowl. Like, there there's... They could have even been there the year that we won it. Except that was when there was the, the miracle in Minnesota or whatever. The, you know, the... Yeah, we're, big overthrow, or you or, know, or, or what's his name? Bit on the Diggs yeah, yeah. Pick the ball off over the other guy. Yeah, I All mean, right. like so. So the Saints could be could be a couple plays away from from being in the Super Bowl, and I don't. Who's to say they don't win, especially against some P 
Patriots teams that haven't been all that dominant. I mean, this Chiefs team would have probably beat anybody who they went up against. But I mean, that was one of the highlight games of the season was the Saints uh, and the and the Chiefs playing each other. So true. Um, I, but I, I think I go. I, I agree with you. I think the Saints win it again. Um, you think the Bucks finish second? What do you go? You go Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers? No. I feel like the Falcons haven't done enough to de- address their defensive problems. They're probably going to finish last. I would probably go Saints, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. Okay, so we'll differ there. I go Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers. I think Matt Rule's first year. It's going to be some I growing think, pains. I think Teddy Bridgewater's first year. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think there's some growing pains there. All right, moving on to the NFC West. Okay. Some say the best division in football. Uh, I we, say that's dog shit. We got the L.A. Rams. Yes. The San Francisco 49ers. True enough. The Seattle Seahawks. They're also there, and we got the Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's going to be an exciting division. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver, debatably best receiver in football. If not, has to be top three. No, yeah, without uh, a doubt. Going to the Cardinals, uh, giving Kyler Murray a new weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rams, star-studded out there. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Jared Goff. You know, they're just two years removed from being the hottest offense in football and in the Super Bowl. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, perennial contenders. Under Cheat Carroll, um, you know, Russell Wilson has made the playoffs like 80% of the time he's been in the NFL. He's, he's pretty ridiculous. So, and he's won a Super Bowl. Um, and then the Niners, who were in the Super Bowl this year, and Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, Kyle Shanahan, that whole offense, uh, dominating, smothering defense led by Richard Sherman. You know, it's an exciting division to watch. Yeah, that's um, probably the toughest one I think we have, really, uh, at least in the NFC. Um, I got to say, though, I think I think it's the Seahawks' division to lose. Yeah? Yeah. What's your reasoning? Um, I think you have a very good vertical threat offense. I think they're going to be able to put up a lot of points. You never really count out Seattle's defense. Um, you know, it might be a little weird now that there's no real uh, home field advantage because all that crowd noise is getting like fake pumped in. But I, I still think I still think it's theirs. I think uh, I think San Francisco um, is going to have a tough, very tough time replicating the success that they found last year. Uh, I think you know the NFL is a very dynamic game changes from season to season i don't see how how they're going to be able to you know create a whole bunch of new changes with not too many fresh faces in the in the san francisco lineup um i i think i think my craziest call is that i could totally see the cardinals grabbing a wild card spot this year okay uh, so I don't know how I feel about this division. Uh, I think I agree with you. It's a harder one to pick. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go the opposite though. I think the 49ers do take the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Rams come in second. Mm. 
I think the Seahawks come in third. And I think the Cardinals come in last. I I'm think ex- you're crazy. I'm excited to see what Kyler Murray does. They won more games last year than I thought they were going to, the Cardinals. I'm Larry saying. Fitz came back. I know. Do you think he's not coming back for a reason? Yeah, I mean, uh, they're an exciting team to watch. I, I, I'm not taking that away from them. But you think Larry Fitz just coming back to cash a check? Um. Yeah. So. So. <laughs> I think that the. Uh, I, yeah. I just don't know if I see the Cardinals with a high power enough offense to overcome the holes that are still in that defense. Yeah. And. Um. The Seahawks are the ones that I think could be, you know, it's weird to pick them out of the playoffs. They still might make the playoffs. Yeah. Wouldn't be shocked to see that be a division with three playoff teams. It's very possible. But uh, I think the Rams are going to improve. Uh, I actually think them getting rid of Todd Gurley is a good thing. Uh, And with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald in their first full season there and their ability to kind of play in a defense accordingly, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, um, yeah, I just think the Niners actually really established good building blocks last year. I don't really see there being any major regression. And even if there is, they were the best team in football record-wise last year. True. So I could totally see that coming back, but still going from like a, you know, 14-2 and to like a 12-4. and Fair enough. We've got the NFC North. Where we have Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, the, the Green Bay Packers, yeah. and the Minnesota Vikings. Yep, we've got them all. What's your lineup? No, that's a tough one. Um, I, I mean, put it this way. I, I have already, it's easy, the bottom two and the top two. I think it's going to come down to the Vikings and the Packers duking it out for the division title. And I think that the Bears and the Lions, I don't think I see Mitch Trubisky getting through the season I think Nick Foles takes over there. I think and Nick I Foles think, starts. Uh, they, I think they already named Trubisky as the starter. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Lions, perennial disappointments. I don't see Matt Stafford stepping up to the plate this year and leading a playoff charge. Uh, I, I think they need to start looking into another quarterback option. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings to take the the division. As much as it pains me to say, it feels like Aaron Rodgers has been losing a little bit of a step. It feels like maybe they, you know, they might have drafted his replacement with Hart. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the Vikings, Kirk Cousins has been solid as much as I like to trash him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm going Vikings, Packers, Lions, uh, Bears, Lions. Bears, I'll go Lions. Bears third, yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty similar here. Uh, I just have the, the Bears and the Lions switched. Um, I think the Vikings have definitely done enough, uh, upgrading their edge, edge threats in this offseason. Um, that's a formidable defense. It's going to be really tough to beat. Uh, yeah, so I'm going Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. And Bears are a dumpster fire. Uh, we'll see if Matt Nagy holds on to this job another year. I don't know if that happens. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, rounding things out, we'll finish out the NFC, our home team, our division. The, the NFC beast. The, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Washington football team. Yes. And the New York football giants. Yes. 
I think this division comes down to the Eagles and Cowboys. Uh, I think Eagles take it. I think they do too. We don't have a new coach coming in off a weird, disjointed, over Zoom off season. Yep, and so uh, I think that gives us the most stability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dallas comes in second. Mike McCarthy is a huge upgraded head coach, brings Super Bowl pedigree. They have a ton of talent. C.D. Lamb is adding to an already scary receiving threat. Um, and then Washington's a dumpster fire. Um, I don't think Riverboat Ron is going to be able to fix things too much there. He might. Not fast. He might, but not, not immediately. Yeah. Uh, Jones in uh, Danny Jones in, in New York, Saquon Barkley. Uh, they might improve a little bit. Yeah. But they're not a playoff team. Nope. They don't have the defense to be able no. to, to put together a playoff run. No, 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 no. So. No. But we got the AFC. Where do we want to, do we want to start in the the West, I guess? I say we start in the East. We All go right, to Bill Belichick's kingdom. Yeah, and why not? Is the king going to reign supreme? Uh, we got Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, and New York Jets. Do you think Bill Belichick with Cam Newton can hold on to that division that he's dominated for the last two decades? Or is somebody else finally gonna gonna sit atop for a year? I, I, I'm going to I'm going to lose credibility once again on this one. But I think the Bills take this division. I really I really do. I think the Bills have a well-rounded enough team. I, I think they're going to be able to. When you put in a lot a whole lot of new parts into a team, it takes a while. It takes there's adjustment periods. There's periods of growth. There's periods where you don't see very good football, uh, and I think uh, it was inevitable that it had to come to Boston. But one place where it's not happening right now, I think, really is Buffalo. I think Buffalo is the most uh, consistent team in the okay, division. But, I think they're going to be ready to go. But I I still think Bill Belichick makes the playoffs, though. But I don't think they win the division. Okay, so your final is Buffalo. New England. Buffalo, New England, Jets, Dolphins. Yeah, that's fair. How do you think Sam Darnold fares this year? Is there improvement, or do they start looking back for another quarterback? No, I think I think Sam Darnold's going to be the least of their concerns, but I don't think they've done enough to dr- address their offensive line, and if your quarterback's getting eaten constantly, it's not going to work. You're not going to find success in the NFL. But they have Frank Gore. <laughs> he eats defensive linemen. Yeah, well, okay. Well, it... If only if, if only they had six Frank Gores. Right, right. If, if only any, the entire any team, NFL had any six NFL Frank Gores. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All righty. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on the on everything you said, uh, which is kind of again we're making for great listening here. Yeah, but, no, uh, real real heated debate. But I think uh, I think Patriots make the playoffs. It wouldn't shock me to see them win the division, but they did lose a lot of talent, not just Tim Brady's. Yeah, uh, they have also a lot of players opting out. People forget. Yeah, I, I'm, and I know it's Tom Brady. I'm yeah, just, I'm just joking. No, it is Tim Brady's. Um, yeah, I, I think Buffalo improved. They added Stephon Diggs. They're looking pretty lethal. They've added some talent. Uh, Josh Allen looked really good last year. Mm-hmm. Um. Got that 99 throw power. Yeah, right. Um, so I think it should be a lot of fun. Um, uh, 
I think the Jets, I, I do think Darnold could improve. I could see them being a little bit better than the Dolphins. I think it depends on how long the Dolphins give Fitzpatrick, how long they give if, when they decide to move over to Tua. And I don't even know which one they're better off doing there. I don't know which one they get, you know. Uh, the most value out of? Yeah, yeah no, it's a tough contest. Fitzpatrick wins the games. Yeah, um, it's, they call him Fitzmagic for a reason. He's got a Harvard degree in something. It, yeah, he's 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 no joke as a quarterback. He's been an NFL caliber quarterback for a long time. Yeah, for and it counts. Time. It matters. And so, uh, but yeah, I, I think for all intents and purposes, I agree with the rating you gave. Um, all right, well then let's take it. Let's take it somewhere else. Let's take it down south, the all AFC right. South. We have the Colts, we have the Texans, we have the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And, and the uh, Tennessee Titans. And the Tennessee Titans. Yep. Uh, that's going to be an exciting division. Obviously, the Titans made some noise in the playoffs last year. Yep. We have Phillip Rivers going to the Colts. And then we have Deshaun Watson really kind of in a... I don't know if it's make or break for Deshaun Watson or if it's make or break for uh, for Bill O'Brien, Bill, Bill O'Brien down yeah. there. But No, I mean... It... It's definitely not make or break for Deshaun Watson. He just got his money. He, he just did. Got, he, he did. But he catched. He cashed his paycheck. I gotta say, in this division, I'm really seeing. I'm seeing two playoff teams again. I'm seeing it's going to the Texans and the Titans. Colts miss out with Philip Rivers once again not making the playoffs. And then Jacksonville Jaguars are all tanking. No one wants to talk about it, but we all know it. Yeah, uh, you're right. Um... I think I'm gonna say that the. Uh, I think I'm gonna say that the Texans actually take the division. Yeah. I think Deshaun Watson takes a big step forward this year. J.J. Watt's healthy. That defense should be able to make some noise. I think the Colts don't totally perform with Philip Rivers. I wouldn't be shocked to see them win a few games, but it's hard for me to imagine that he just steps right into being a playoff caliber quarterback in a team he's unfamiliar with. In a team where he's had playoff caliber teams and not taking them to the playoffs. Yeah, and, and then um, and then the Tennessee Titans, I think they're going to regress a little bit. I, I don't know if Ryan Tannehill is an everyday NFL quarterback. He's shown glimpses of it in the past. He has some talent, but I don't know over a 16-game season, is Ryan Tannehill taking you to the playoffs? Maybe. He was good last year, How but he hasn't. How fucking dare you the name of Texas Tech? Or no, Texas, Texas A&M? No. Texas. Just Texas. It was Texas alum. The Texas alum. How dare you? So Fastest man on the field. And that's from his wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, don't, he's, he's don't a hell of an athlete. He's a hell of an athlete. Discredit Ryan Tannehill He's in front a hell of, me. of an athlete. Um, But like I said, he's never... It's Texas A&M, by the way. It's Texas A&M. Uh, I, I knew it was in Texas. But he's never proven that he can do it over a full season. And so, you know, I'm not sitting here ready to crown them division champions. That's fair. Uh, with that knowledge. I wouldn't, again, wouldn't be shocked to see them, like like you said, there wouldn't be shocked to see two playoff teams out of this division. Wouldn't be shocked to see the Titans making the playoffs either as the division winners or as the wild card team. But I think this is Deshaun Watson's year. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's going to be a big uh, like pr- pr- put your name up in the caliber with uh, 
with Patrick Mahomes, with um, Lamar. With Lamar, yeah. Well, exactly. speaking of either of those two, we can jump to their divisions. Why not? Let's go to the AFC North. We've got the Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, um, I think this is the Ravens' division to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were dominant last year. Lamar's been a human highlight reel. Nobody to this point, it seems, knows how to really stop him, and, and he he seems to have really answered a lot of the questions there were about his ability to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that Ravens' defense is also world-class. I mean, it's good enough that you can cut, you know, the all-star safety and not not have to worry about it. Yeah, no, I mean, the Ravens are, are, are clear favorites. So I'm going Ravens number one. I'm going Pittsburgh number two. I'm mm-hmm. going Cleveland number three. No, yeah, I'm going Cleveland number three, and I'm going Cincinnati number four. I think Cincinnati is a major improvement. I think I do think Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is my offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. I think Joe Burrow is impressive and proves he's an NFL quarterback. But I don't know if I see them eclipsing six wins. No, uh, you know, I could even see like a six and ten for or, or five and eleven for Cincinnati. I could see like a six and ten or a seven and nine or an eight and eight for the Browns. I could see a seven and nine, eight and eight, or nine and seven for Pittsburgh, and I could see like ten and six, eleven and five, twelve and four, that kind of you know. So I think it's Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincy. What about you? Uh I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a wrench a little bit in the plans. I think Steelers take the division. I think it's Big Ben's ride into the sunset, and he's just gonna ball out. I think they've done enough to uh, bolster both their defense and their offense. Uh, I think Chase Claypool's gonna have a real good season out in Pittsburgh. I'm really banking on it. Uh, I think that followed extremely closely, by the way. By the Baltimore Ravens, it's going to be a very it's going to be a very tight division race. I imagine it's probably going to be one of those ones where we see it go right down to the wire of who actually wins the division. Um, so I just want to throw out there now: you have said that you saw two playoff teams from the AFC South and two playoff teams from the AFC East. Does that mean that you think that whoever loses out, which in this case you said would be Baltimore? You think Baltimore is out of the playoffs? Uh, first of all, I said could for the South. I said could. I didn't mean it, it was definite. I'm just saying we could. And uh, and no, I'm, I'm most likely we're going to be seeing the two. If I mean, if I had to guess right now, once again, I'm not really a football expert, so I'm not. I'm not. You know the world's authority on this but i'm saying if we really if we're really looking at it where we see where our second place winners are it's very clear that there's there's a ranking i would say probably north is probably number one east is probably second south is probably third where we're at right now okay Oh yeah, well, I mean, at the end of this, we're gonna I'm gonna ask you your two wild card teams. So. Oh yeah, my, my wild card teams. That's fine. Well, and well, well let's move on because we're let's almost we're almost out. out of it anyway. We'll let's go out. to the west of the AFC. We've got the Denver Broncos, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the L.A. Superchargers. 
Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think this one's pretty easy to to kind of map out. Yeah. Chiefs is Chiefs division. I don't see anybody yeah. unseating them. Nope. Um, really, then it's just coming down to who's. I don't think. I think there's only one playoff team in this division. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's Kansas City for me. I'm going Kansas City. I'm going Raiders. Going Broncos. Going Chargers. Um, I think Chargers are going to go above the Broncos. Okay. So I think Raiders could go second still. Uh, John Gruden hopefully has his ish together uh, out there. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. I have more faith in Tarod Taylor or Justin Herbert at quarterback than I do in, is it Drew Locke that's... Uh, that's yeah the Denver's quarterback poised starter yeah um so yeah I mean that's my that's my take on it um so with that logic mm-hmm. my four division winners I got Eagles mm-hmm. I got Vikings I have uh who was my NFC or a sorry NFC West your NFC that was the uh Niners. Yeah, those are the Niners. Um, and then you went. You went Vikings, Saints. Vikings, Saints, Eagles, Niners. Mm-hmm. And then in the AFC, I went Chiefs. I went Bills. Mm-hmm. I went Texans. Mm-hmm. And I went Ravens. Ravens. Yep. My two wild card teams in each conference. I'm gonna go with. I am gonna go with the. Let's see. I'm going to go with the Patriots, and I'm going to go with the hmm, Patriots and the Tennessee Titans mm-hmm. as my AFC wildcard players, and then I'm going to or wildcard teams, and I'm going to go with the, ooh, as much as it ha- pains me to say this, I think I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. And I am going to go with the L.A. Rams. All right. For my NFC. I'm I'm here for it. Well, I'll go AFC first as well. Um, I gotta I'll, I gotta I gotta switch it up a little bit. I'll go with coming from the north. I think we're going to see. Um, I I mean I picked them as the division favorites, but we'll go for the Steelers. As a wild card team, and I'll also go with the Titans as a wild card team. And then in the AFC North, I gotta say, I really think. I mean, it, it's it's a crazy it's crazy to even say like, oh yeah, I could totally pick this, totally be fine with it, makes sense, gonna work out for everybody involved. Boy, howdy. I gotta say, it'll probably be... I don't even know, man. I'm guessing we're gonna see the Seahawks as one of the wild card teams. I I picked them as a favorite, didn't I? I picked them as a favorite. Alright, you know what? I'll go with the Cardinals, and I'll go with the Green Bay Packers. Cardinals and Green Bay Packers are my wild card picks. I feel so good right now. Alrighty, real quick, real quick run through them. Um, your MVP, mm-hmm. 
your offensive defensive players of the year and then maybe a player you just want everybody to keep an eye on all right so um mvp we'll give it to uh let's give it to deshaun watson gets mvp offensive player of the year goes to uh let's say let's say saquon uh defensive player of the year let's go uh let's go with which bosa brother do i want let's go with nick bosa why not uh and then um who's my you you know who i'm i'm gonna be kind of excited to see although it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence what i've heard right now i really want to see what dwayne haskins has yeah as an nfl caliber quarterback that's uh that's an interesting pick there I think it's going to be interesting to see what he does. They gave him the starting job. It's going to be his to lose. It's going to be his to lose. Let's see uh, Let's see if he can hold on to it. All righty, real quick, MVP, you know, you stole my thunder. I was also actually going to say Deshaun Watson. All right. But um, I'm going to think uh, Patrick Mahomes takes it back uh, after Lamar Jackson took it this past year. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to come out. He's on top of the world. He's got his money. But he still kind of has chips on his shoulder. He's got his money. He's got his Super Bowl, and I think he just wants to ball out, maybe break some records, see what he can cement his legacy. Um, Offensive player of the year, I think Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson's going to have an incredible season again, one that you should argue, if it weren't for his season last year, would be an automatic MVP any other season. Mm -hmm. But because he already now did it, and it won't be as special, the running yards, the touchdowns, all of the above. They're still going to have to give him something. I think Offensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year. Call me creative. Call me uncreative. Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. He's won it how many times the last few years? Okay. I see him. I see it happening more. He's been a beast. An absolute machine. In a position that doesn't get old. It doesn't really age as fast as other positions. And he's been showed no signs of slowing down player i want everybody to keep an eye on we talked about this a little bit earlier off mic aj green aj green's coming back he's been one of the most dominant players in football over the last decade Uh, possible hall of famer Uh, really creeping his way up the all-time charts on everything but that was derailed maybe about two years ago with some injuries and Mm -hmm. some bad quarterback play yep he's supposedly healthy he's playing on a franchise tag he's playing for money he's playing for reputation He's a guy we're talking about having chips on your shoulders, guys you want to keep an eye on. Not necessarily as intriguing as a guy like Dwayne Haskins because we don't know if Dwayne Haskins can do it. Yeah. But with a guy like A.J. Green, we know he can. It's just a matter of if he can still do it. You yeah, know? If, so, if he can pull it back together. Um, I think that wraps us up for uh, for this week's episode, guys. Yeah, this is, this is it. We are probably going to have a very special uh, uh, announcement right now, which is uh, we're going to be having weekly episodes uh, for NFL weekend previews every Thursday. Yep. Uh, we'll go over that week's matchups, maybe a couple of the got players we're excited to watch, maybe give you a little insight as to what's going on with our fantasy football teams, things going on there. Yep. Just uh, we know football's a huge drive, huge need. We both love it, can't get enough of it. Can't wait. And uh, figured we'd that would give us a little bit more of an opportunity to dive really in depth into these matchups and these games, but without it taking over our weekly show. So yeah, we're gonna yeah. have special uh, special episodes for that. Absolutely. Um, 
And as always, you can always reach out to us on our on our social medias uh, at BOTT Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. We love hearing from you guys. We love reaching out. Um, well, and uh, if, if while you're on uh, Twitter and Instagram, I'd say at least on Instagram, a couple of Instagrams I think you should check out. A couple of friends of mine running some food services right now, food for pickup. I know I've been getting hungry during COVID and not really wanting to go out shopping spend a lot of time in the grocery store that kind of thing who needs it uh and uh these are two locally owned independently owned uh they're 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 ex chefs at at some of philly's best restaurants and now they are cooking right from their own kitchen and willing to drop it off right at your front door great food great prices uh you can find those at reams way reams r-e-e-m-s underscore way 79 on instagram that's my man kareem makes great food great person uh and then of course our boy chris uh hashtag take hashtag chris, take chris boogie, boogie boarding um chris is running the instagram caddy shack c-a-d-d-i underscore shack oh my god i know i said this last time but i just pulled it up right now to read it off and the food looks so good that i'm like drooling on my microphone right now so definitely check those guys out tell them that we sent you over uh i'm sure they'll hook you up nice and good they're great guys great food can't recommend them enough so uh when you're hopping on on instagram on on twitter to you know give us some comments show us some love take a peek at what they got going on some really great stuff over there spread the love everybody um thanks again for tuning in once again b-o-t-t podcast on twitter instagram you can reach us on facebook as well and uh thank you guys for listening thanks for the support thanks for the love love you guys let's go football